Now, we are in the book of Galatians. And uh, it's, it's been really quite the riot. It's a fabulous, fabulous letter that, that Paul wrote. He's just absolutely furious through this whole thing, mad at them about their legalisms and all their nonsense. And he's just seriously hacked and saying all kinds of really mean things to them. Uh, and then, then we got to last week and we said, you know, well, we just got this little piece left over, so that we'll probably wrap it up tonight. And I got through one paragraph. And I thought, well, I'm going to finish it up tonight now. And then uh, uh, as I'm studying, I thought, I'm never going to get through this. Because I got into this next part. We're in chapter 5, verse 19. I started to touch on it last week and kind of went there and then I pulled back. And uh, this week I was on, uh, the last couple of weeks I've been on a couple of national uh, Christian television programs. And as uh, I was on TBN last night and, I'm, and flying home today, and I'm, I'm reading this again going, ah, I got to talk about this stuff. You know, I get on pastors all the time because they don't have the courage to talk about these things uh, to their people. And the reality is I talk a lot about my seminar, but I hardly ever talk about them in church. And that's kind of verboten. And I, I think that we have got to get past that. And as I'm you know, being interviewed by these people... Uh, and, and, and then I'll, I'll make a statement, something about, you know, a healthy sex life in, in couples. And they just all swallow their tongues. And, and they can't say the word. They can't say it. They can't. They, I don't think they can spell it. As, I mean, they dance around the issue and they, they giggle at it and they point at it. But we can't talk about it. I think, good grief. No wonder our kids are so messed up. No wonder people are having such a hard time. I actually was going to uh, call the church and tell them to get all those teenagers' butts in here. And, uh, and I'm just, I was going to hammer them all. And then I thought, well, you know, it's kind of last second when I finally got the guts up enough to just go for this. But uh, we're taping it. <laughs> and uh, hello, young people. And uh, because I'm going to make them watch this down there. Okay? And uh, they, they need to hear this stuff. We have, we are in a, we are a disaster today in the church of Jesus Christ. And if there's one area we mess up and struggle and everybody's up to their eyeballs in, it's in this area of sexual purity. Now he starts here in verse 19 and he says, look, the acts of the sinful nature, he's just talking about how to live by the spirit or to live by the sinful nature. We had a great study on that. And he says those Acts of the sinful nature are obvious. And then he lists these obvious things, which, you know, Paul says they're obvious. I think to most people with half of a brain, it's obvious. But I'm telling you, to millions of people today, they are not obvious at all. And uh, they don't think that these things are really that big a deal. It's no big deal. It's no big deal, Dad. It's no big deal, Mom. It's no, you know, and even adults who talk to me say, well, yeah, you know, I, I know he shouldn't, but ha, 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 ha. Good grief. It is a big deal. These things are supposed to be obvious. But they're clearly not to millions of people. So we need to talk about them. And he starts talking about these obvious things of the sinful nature. And the first three words he starts with all have to do with sexuality. He starts out saying sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery. And then he goes on and lists a bunch of them and ends up with orgies and the like. He starts out talking about sex, ends talking about sex. And he says this, and I warn you as I did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. He warned them. 
He warned them about these things. And in the church, you can't even talk about these things. And there's no warning going on. We just, you just, it's naughty. Don't do it. It's not, but that doesn't make sense to people. We've got to be able to reason with people. The Bible says, come, let us reason together, says the Lord. God is not afraid of reasoning. Truth can stand on its own four legs. All right. Now, a lot of people, when it comes to the area of sex, you know, they, they act like, like God is just freaked out about it. You'd think God was just totally embarrassed about it. But he's not. I, I tell people all the time, God has seen you naked. He can handle it. He's not embarrassed by this stuff. He's not uh, humiliated by this stuff. And he made, he created the whole thing. And, and I, I'll tell you, I was almost going to quote <laughs> Ezekiel tonight. But I'm telling you, it is so sexually gross. And it is God speaking in the first person that I still back off and I wouldn't read it tonight. I mean, it's really gross. It is embarrassingly gross. This is God talking. If you want to know later, I'll, I'll tell you. But uh, uh, it, it is, un- everybody's going, I'm going to study Ezekiel, praise God, where is that? Hey, hey, Bible, I like that Bible stuff. I mean, it, it is, it is, it is gross. Should I, should I read this? You think I should? I, I, I don't, I'm telling you, it is gross. I don't even know where it is right now. I didn't even look it up, huh? Give us Give you both barrels. Um. It's, it's really gross. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do it. Anyway, so, uh, but uh, um, the, uh, the idea that somehow God is embarrassed about this stuff is ludicrous. Uh, there's a whole book in the Bible about sexual love and romantic love. It's called the Song of Songs, Song of Solomon. Clearly, God is not embarrassed by this stuff and it's perfectly appropriate. Um, uh, you know, I was reading this fabulous book by a Jewish rabbi called Kosher Sex. <laughs> And uh, it, it's really a fabulous book. I mean, it really is. It's not from a Christian perspective, but it's probably the most conservative Christian perspective on on sex that I've ever read. It's, it's absolutely fabulous. It, he's not a Christian. He thinks the fact that Christians think they need to be forgiven is a little goofy because they don't quite get it, you know, from 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 a, from a uh, from our viewpoint. But uh, but man, is it fabulous the way that he talks about it. He says, for centuries, Jewish rabbis used to sit down with young men and explain to them how to bring a woman to orgasm before they got married. Can you imagine having that conversation with the pastor you grew up with? You know, we don't even talk about these things. <coughs> Goodness gracious. And then our kids, they are getting tons of information from MTV and from all the stuff. Man, all you gotta do, do any of you stay awake past 10 o'clock? I know the older you get, the earlier you start checking out. You know, I know it's, oh, it's 8.30 I can't believe it's this late. You know, <laughs> My wife yells, you're so old! Quit going to bed so early! You know, but, uh, you know, man, all you, you turn us, it's unbelievable the garbage you hear. Especially when you hit 11 o'clock. This is just on regular television, cable. Now, I'm not talking HBO. That stuff's unbelievable all, all the time. But this, I'm talking just regular. It's like the misinformation and the poison that our young people are hearing is off the charts. And it is destroying their lives. One of the reasons so many of you as adults, and I wish you young people could see these faces in here, but as many reasons some of you struggle so much in this area is because of what you did as teenagers. By being sexually active ahead of time, you've opened up the floodgates of garbage into your life, and some of you still struggle to this day. It is not worth it. This thing is a disaster. 
Now, one of the things I try and teach about uh, people about, the reason why this is so important, and why it's so important that you do this stuff right in the first place. And I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm no idiot. I know most of you didn't do it right. I know that. I'm no moron. I get it. Because we're all raised in this, you know, sexual culture, and a lot of us didn't even get saved till later in life. We were into all this nonsense. But I'm telling boy, if you... I'm not trying to make you feel bad, but you have to understand some of the struggles you're having today is because of what you did. If there's anybody who should be talking to their kids and young people about the dangers of this stuff, it's those of us who've been poisoned by it. And be able to speak into the lives and say, hey, don't do this stuff. This stuff is particularly damaging to young men. You teenage boys, listen to me. See, the reason it's so important is because boys tend to imprint off of their first sexual experiences in life. It imprints on them. It's like it's like these ducks or whatever, the cranes or something in the wild. Wild. Uh, I used to do these videos uh, for these uh, crane foundation people and stuff like that. And they would work with these cranes. And whenever they got around the cranes, they had to dress up like gigantic cranes with with false crane heads and everything else. <laughs> because these dumb things, if they're born, the first thing they see, they think it's their mama, and they'll imprint on it. If, if that's why they got to be born way out in the middle of nowhere. If it, if it cracks open and it sees a chicken, it'll follow the chicken to its death. Like, mama, 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 chicken's like, get away from me, get away from me. All right? And, and it'll do that to people. It'll follow people. Think It's, it's an amazing thing. They, whatever they see, they imprint. Guys are like that sexually. If a man's first sexual experiences are in the context of lust, which is what he's talking about, the, 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 the lust of the flesh here. The obvious sinful natures. He tends to imprint on that. If his first contacts are in the back seat of a car. (laughs) Real naughty. (laughs) He burns onto that. And he tends to try and reproduce that his entire life. The reason why some of you guys, adult men, still struggle. Trying to keep any kind of pure sexual thoughts just in your marriage. Is because that's what you did before. It's just a reality. And it's poisoning, and it makes it... And here's the thing. These guys, when they do this, they tend to imprint on the sex, not the girl. The girl becomes virtually interchangeable. Doesn't matter who the girl is. It's all about the sex. It's all about the lust. It's all about the recreation. That's why a lot of guys, man, they're constantly trying to recreate naughty environments. I'm talking about married people. Married men. Some of them 30, 40, 50, 60 years of age. Still trying to recreate some kind of naughty context. You know, let's do it naughty. Let's make it naughty. Let's dress up, you know, like you're the cheerleader or some stupid moron thing like that. Or... Why do they do, why do so many, and, and, and this is, this is common uh, practice. You listen to anything in the world, you watch it. And whenever they talk about how to spice up your sex life, that's exactly what they talk about. Fantasy, role playing, all that stuff. Why are they doing it? Because what they're trying to do is recreate that which they imprinted on. And without it, they can't get the same buzz. So they've got to create this environment so they can get this buzz. But, but it's not about the girl. It's about, it's about trying to relive something back then. If a guy waits until his wedding night for his first sexual experience. And in the context of the biggest celebration of his life. And the approval of his family and his God and his friends. He tends to bind to the girl, not just to the sex. It's one of the reasons why those who wait until they are uh, uh, married before they have sex have a fraction of the divorce rate of the rest of the world. Typically about 5%. It's it's even true in in our culture here. I I, I saw this study. Check this out. I actually came prepared. 
you know, and, and any of you young people, anybody wants to see these things, man, I'll give you all this stuff. You can see this stuff for yourself. Check it out. A few years ago, they, uh, the Heritage Foundation did an analysis uh, of women over 30. Check this out. Of women who were over 30 years of age and only had one sexual partner in the lifetime, they had only a 20% divorce rate. If you added just one more, it jumped to almost 50%. Think about that. You add two more, it's like it goes off the charts. They right here says, who would have thought that the price of sleeping with one extra partner would lead to a divorce rate for almost half of those who only had one extra tryst? We're not talking long-term lovers, we're just talking one other guy. This stuff is unbelievable. This has such devastating impacts on people's lives. You start jumping into the stuff early, it makes trying to hold relationships together later a disaster. That's why people are in and out of relationships, in and out of relationships, in and out of relationships. All the sexual experimentation, and it is destroying our young people. Uh, women, they, they respond a little bit differently. They, they don't so much imprint off of the thing as, as so much as they, they learn falsely that sex doesn't mean anything. You know, I constantly are talking to women about, you know, that it's important that they pay attention to their sex lives and stuff. Most women, it shouldn't be about that. <laughs> you know, why do they got such an attitude? Because most of them were sexually active ahead of time. And they learn falsely sex doesn't mean anything. Because outside of marriage, it doesn't. And then they carry that into their marriages. Check this out. I, gotta, I find this one. Hold on a second. Oh, check this out. This is from... A new, new scientific studies suggest that if a woman has multiple sexual partners, this will lower her levels of oxytocin, which will in turn damage her ability to bond. Oxytocin is the, the, the chemical that's released when a woman experiences orgasm. Uh, and it, it's called the bonding chemical. It helps her to, to get this buzz and it bonds to this guy. The more sexual partners they have, the less women generate this. So they, they, they can't even... I'm telling you, what's happening today to men and to women, young men and young women who are getting sexually active, they are imprinting and, and, and dampening their sexual experiences for the rest of their life. It's not worth it. You want truly great sexy young people? I know you do, man. There's not a teenager on the earth, any boy, anyways, who wouldn't say, yes, I'd like to have great sex for the rest of my life. Then wait. Don't mess with this stuff. It makes it harder and people... Start. You would think... Having all the sexual information that we have in this country today. That we would be having the most wonderful sex lives on earth. You know what the biggest, one of the biggest problems in marriages today? Sexless marriages. To the point they don't even want to have sex anymore. That's how negative. This is a big, Time Magazine did a big thing on this front page thing a couple of years ago. Sexless marriages. Christian Partnership Magazine did a survey three years ago. Asked... People of faith. How many times did you make love in the last week? You know what the number one answer was of Christian of, of people of faith? Zero. You would think with all this information, people would be having the best times of their life. But they're not. Because this information that our culture, the secular culture out there that is selling to young people, is destroying their sex lives and it is making it awful for them. And it has, is having a terrible negative impact. What, and, and what they're being sold today is, you know, the more you experiment, the more you have sex, the more you masturbate, the more you fantasize. And you boys, and I saw some, some girls are getting caught into it too. Watch out for that stuff. It will ruin your sex life. These guys are getting, you know, one of the big comments I get as I travel around the country and speak to couples all over the place today. 
is men who say they would prefer to masturbate than to make love to their wives. They prefer it. Women who come to me say, my husband, he, he's not interested in me at all. He just rather would masturbate. Good grief. As I said last week, we are trading in real women, guys, for this. I'd like to know who the first hillbilly was that went... To the point they're not even interested in a woman's vagina. Good Lord, if I get to that place, somebody shoot me. Goodness gracious. This stuff is having negative impact. And what you know what really fries my Puerto Rican pancakes? Is when this culture, whatever that means. Is, 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 as we are selling to our young men and young women. And you guys are being sold on this like crazy. Is, you know, you know, this whole idea of masturbate. You know, masturbate. It'll make your life, you know, have better sex. You know, masturbate, masturbate. We, we're like out of our minds in this country. The very idea of not masturbating. When I talk to people, like, they look at me like I dropped in from Mars. And I'm talking born-again believers. Born-again believers. I mean, we have so conceded on this. Pastors and churches and, and Christian magazines are now teaching young people. It's okay to masturbate. Based on what? Jesus said, if a man so much as looks at another woman and thinks adulterous thoughts in his heart, he commits a sin. If doing that, what in God's name is grabbing your, what did you get? (laughs) And fantasizing until the point you fool your body into an orgasm. How looking at a woman is a sin, Jesus said, but apparently masturbating is not. How, you know, it's like we've, we need to go in and, and we just need a new translation. You know, we got NIV, we got King James, we got Amplified. We need the scissors version. <laughs> we, we just need to start cutting the stuff out. Clearly Jesus didn't know what he's talking about. We got to rip that part out. Over and over again, all these things we talk about, we just, just start ripping them out. It's like, it's like we ripped them out now. It doesn't even make sense. We, we come up with these, trying to realize, reconcile people's sins so they feel better about it. Trying to empower our young people to get caught up in lusts and fantasies. Because we want them to wait so long to get married. That's a bombshell disaster. That's a whole other sermon. But goodness gracious. Behaving in ways. And you know what really kills me is, is when they lie to men. Particularly men. Girls are getting into, into this more and more too. But lying to men saying that you can experience an orgasm by masturbating. You guys listen to me. You young people listen to me. You cannot. Are you hearing me? It's impossible To achieve an orgasm by masturbating. Something can happen. But it's not an orgasm. An orgasm is when you reach your sexual peak. And every cell in your body is filled with endorphins. And it reaches out and grabs the hand of the cell next to it. And goes hallelujah. (laughs) It's a fabulous feeling. People who masturbate universally report. They feel like crap. They feel awful. They feel icky. It's not an orgasm. And I remember, you know, I travel around the country and I do these seminars. And every once in a while I do these secular ones. And, you know, these guys with PhDs and me. And, uh, and I talk like, like the guys with the PhDs get so mad at me. You know, all these, where's your proof? Where's your proof? Like, good need. You, you need proof that masturbating is inferior to real sex? If you can't tell the difference, we need to hold a telethon for you. <laughs> Thank you.
But, but then they actually came out with a study. This is amazing. Check this out. The University of Paisley in England did a study. They got volunteers. You can imagine the quality of these individuals. Volunteers to come into the laboratory and and masturbate or to have real sex. And they studied these endorphins and stuff that are released into the bloodstream and all these things. And the study says this, surprisingly, (laughs) these morons were surprised. Surprisingly, after orgasm from actual sex, the increase in blood prolactin levels is 400% higher in both sexes than that for masturbation. The whole point is masturbation is not real sex. It's not real sex. Now here's the problem I've got with it. Our young people are, some of you, doing it all the time. Doing it all the time. Doing it all the time. Now it's interesting. You know, I'm absolutely convinced that there are millions of men in America who have never achieved an orgasm in their lives. Married, never achieved. Because they have trained their bodies to respond in a certain way. They have robbed themselves of one of the greatest joys in life by programming their bodies through masturbation. I know a lot of women doing the same things. I mean, stop and think about it. You... Is there a snake on the loose down there? What's the deal? Uh, Okay, there you go. Mouse something, I don't know. What was I talking about? I got the attention span of a fly. What was I just talking about? Say what? Training their body, yeah, 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 okay. So professional athletes know this. You guys who play football, right? You, you do the same drills over and over and over and over and over again. Why? So that without thinking about it, your body will respond in a certain way and help you to succeed, right? That's why you do it. Drives you crazy. I'm sure it's a drag doing it. But they do it and they do it and they do it until boom, yeah, boom. They just And you think, man, how did he make a catch like that? How did you know? Wow, wow, that was amazing. Well, it happened because they practiced it. And they did it over and over and over again. Anybody knows this in, anybody who does anything with physio, physiological things know this is true. The military trains people to do the same things over and over and over again so that without thinking about it in the heat of combat they'll do the right things. How is it that we live in a culture who teaches our young boys to masturbate like crazy and our girls starting to do the same things and creating this artificial sexual experience? How do they assume that's not going to train their bodies to react that way all the time, even when the real thing comes along. What fantasy do we live in? We live in such a poisoned sexual culture. They are f- misfeeding, uh, feeding misinformation and just droves at our young people. You know, this, this whole porn thing, you guys, you young guys, goodness, I wish... You- if you could see the men I deal with who are so addicted to this stuff, they can't. They know it's wrong. They know it's destroying them. It's robbing them of great sex. I promise you, the more you get into porn and masturbating, all that stuff, you guys, the worse your sex life will be. I guarantee it. And you guys who do it, you know it. The more you do it, the worse your sex life is. It stinks. 
It's ruining it. And I love about these studies. This, this isn't focused on the family. These are pagans who are doing these studies. I, had this, I was reading this one uh, thing uh, by a lady. Her name's Naomi Wolf. I, I assume from the use of the F word frequently that she doesn't write for focus. But, uh, <laughs> but, but she's writing and she, she's saying it, this is wrecking it for women today. They're noticing it. Just the, the unbelieving women today are starting to complain because they cannot compete with computers. I mean, how crazy is that? We're trading in real women for fantasies, for things that don't exist. Trading in real sexual experiences for artificial hollow ones. Especially men. We, we, you know, how can we be so dumb and still breathe? We are selling out our sexual heritage for nothing. We're trading in steak for, for old cold cheeseburgers. Unbelievable. So she writes, she says, the onslaught of porn is responsible for the deadening male libido in relation to real women. And leading men to see fewer and fewer women as what they call porn worthy. Far from having to fend off porn crazed women, young women are worrying that as mere flesh and blood they can scarcely get, let alone hold the attention of these men. So what she's writing about is, you know, when they, you guys remember the, the Mies Commission? Some of you guys go, what was it? In the 70s or whatever, when Dobson and some of these guys got together and did this, and they were talking about this onslaught of porn, and they predicted it would turn men into ravening monsters. And we'd be raping and attacking women every turn we got. <laughs> well, they were wrong. It was destructive, but it had the opposite effect. They weren't interested in real women at all. Men today, instead of being lovers to their wives, instead of enjoying real sex with a real human being the way God intended, which just rocks. I mean, I'm all for it. Sign me up. Instead of that, they're looking at screens. And, and here's the thing, you young people watching this stuff on, on TV and, and movies, they talk about it as, as this is great. Masturbating and porn, oh yeah, it's great, ooh, it's really great, ooh, ooh, ooh. You know, I, I have neighbors over, over here, I, I, I hope tonight they didn't decide to visit for the first time. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, they were asking me what I, what I do, and I, I talk about pastoring here, and I travel around doing these, these seminars, and, and well, what do you talk about? And I says, I, I talk about how to succeed and how to have great sex. And uh, of course, they all start giggling. And all the guys, all the guys universally in this group of very attractive young men and women in, in, uh, on our, our block, I'm, we're like the geezers of the neighborhood. But uh, um, they, they all start talking about, oh yeah, you mean like looking at, you know, getting the right TV channel or making sure you're watching the right videos. And stuff. I mean, everything they said in context with great sex had to do with a TV on. And their wives were just sitting there just smiling. This has become normal now. This is the idea of, of great sex for men. A lot of guys can't even perform with their wives if they're not looking at a TV screen first. They've got to watch some kind of porn or some naked thing first before they can even get interested in their own wives. Let me ask you something. Girls, what are you thinking? Do you think when he turns that off and makes love to you, he's thinking about you? You really think this? I know of pastors who insist on having dirty magazines open 
next to their wives while they make love to their wives. So they can look at the, because if they can't see it, they can't even maintain an erection. This stuff is like a drug addict. You need bigger and bigger doses of it. And you young guys looking at it for the first time, and you think that's not going to happen to you? Yeah. In your dreams. You become so addicted, you've got to have screens on, you've got to have a computer on, you've got to have a picture open before you can make love to a real woman. This is destroying people's lives. And the silence from the church is deafening. And the most we can come up with is, don't do it, it's naughty. Don't do it, it's naughty. And we need to reason with our young people. Why? Particularly boys. You know, girls are pretty compliant. You know, a teacher can get up and say, you know, study pages 12 through 45 for tomorrow. And they'll write down, okay, study. And all the boys will go, well, that's stupid. Why are we doing that? That doesn't make any sense. Of course, teachers get mad at them when they do that, you know, which I think is very sad. You know, their, their, their idea is drug these guys and turn them into girls so they don't question stuff. The truth of the matter is boys are wired for, they want reasoning. There's nothing wrong with that. God knew it. That's why he gave lots of reasons. Because he's dealing with men. If it weren't for men, the Bible would be really thin. do this don't do that do that don't do this and the girls will go okay <laughs> Listen, we got to give our young guys guys you don't understand you run the risk of ruining your sex life for the rest of your lives getting involved in stuff you start becoming imprinted on things that will cloud the wonderful experience you should be having later You know, I, I just saw this other one. This is this this is a new one. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Okay, check this one out. You know, not not to sound like a prude or anything. You know that you can't have fun with each other in in, in a marriage context. But they're they're doing these studies, uh, and and this one came out that basically said. The one form of sex that gives the greatest amount of buzz and physical benefit, heart benefit, long life benefit, uh, reduce of stress in your life, all that kind of stuff, and they're saying, uh, surprisingly, is vaginal sex. Yes. They say oral sex doesn't do it, masturbation doesn't do it, all the other kind of stuff. But the best thing that they can, and they say the science doesn't lie. These are not Christian people. In fact, they hate it that preachers like me are using their material. <coughs> they do. He talks about it. He thinks it's just, you know, I know some of these guys are using it to try and prop up their beliefs in the Bible. I, I'm not into that. I just want to talk about science. Well, interesting, the science backs up the Bible. <coughs> but the one thing that you're hearing today is that it's all sex. It doesn't matter. Oral sex and, and gay sex and girls are encouraged now to do the whole lesbian, you know, not really lesbian, but they're playing, you know, experimenting. It's all the same. It's, all, it's not the same. It's not the same. If anything in our culture, the biggest drag, if you listen to our sexual culture, and I know you ladies, you pick up these, you can't, <clears throat> these women's magazines. For women's magazines, you know, I, I was always, I thought people said women weren't interested in sex. 
Obviously, somebody got the wrong information because all of them have something on the, you know, the best way to rock his world, 10 keys to great sex, you know, all these ladies' magazines you're checking out of the thing, you know, I want to buy them all just because I'm curious. <laughs> but you know, what the, you know what they're writing is, is uh, over and over again, the theme is, you know, if you really want to spice things up, you got to get away from that boring sex. You got to do all this weird stuff. When in reality, the science teaches just the opposite. No, not that you can't, you know, and whatever. I'm not going to get, <laughs> I'm freaking out the young people now. Oh my God, what is he saying? But I'm, you know, it doesn't, you know, not that you can have some fun and stuff like that. But the reality is, the fun should be leading up to the real deal. But we have, we're in a culture today that sneers at, at regular sex. Is it stupid? That's nothing. You really want great sex. You got to do it this way. You got to do this weird thing and, you know, plug yourself into a little, you know, a garbage disposal or something you know I just it is amazing to, to, to these people that are giving your children information about sex because you won't talk to them about it they're, they're you know and, I, and we haven't been talking to them the people who are feeding this all of it is in the context of lust a lot of you guys I, I know a lot of you men struggle with this and the reason they do women is, is, isn't because they're just filthy rotten pigs they've just bought into the lie the reason men get into this stuff is because of the promise of great sex. Every man wants great sex. And, 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 and they get sucked into this lie. And they start going down these paths. And the end result is lousy sex. Ineffective sex. Ruining the real deal. It's, it's amazing what, what, we, what we've done with ourselves. I think the devil just sits and laughs his butt off. It's amazing he has a butt at all. <laughs> but we can't talk about these things. Oh my gosh, you can't mention these things. You can't mention these things. Oh, 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 oh. Unbelievable. Here's a study. Masters and Johnson, you've heard of these guys, right? The big sex experts. Porn not only causes men to objectify women, seeing them as an assemblage of breasts, legs, and buttocks, but it leads to a dependency on visual imagery for arousal. That's what I'm talking about. They need it. If they don't turn on that TV or look at that screen or have a picture open, they can't even get aroused with a real woman. Is that what you want, boys? Is that what you want for your life? That real women don't mean anything to you? You've got to live in some fantasy? Good grief. He says, men become like computers, unable to be stimulated by the human beings beside them. The image of a lonely, isolated man masturbating to his computer is the Willie Loman metaphor of our decade. Uh, Willie Loman is the insecure, self-deluded, traveling salesman in that play, Death of a Salesman. Uh, This is where we're at today. These are not Christians writing this. A lot, uh, there, are, there are a lot of men today, they can't. And, and you know what, I feel bad about this because I know some of you guys in this room right now struggle with this. I know it. Some of the very problems I'm talking about, you have right now. And I'm not trying to make you feel bad. So how do we fix it? Well, you've got to retrain yourself and it'll be one of the hardest things you'll ever do. You need to go cold turkey, knock off the porn, all this stuff, and start retraining your brain. One of the problems... Inherent in our message of Christianity is we all believe in restoral and, and healing. But you know, it's not like I can just sprinkle pixie dust on you and all this is going to go away. 
If, if you young people could see the thousands upon thousands upon thousands of adults who are struggling today because they never heard this information, you would never go down this path. Men who try to have sex with women and they, with their wives and they can never achieve an orgasm. They can't. They come to me in these seminars and tell me this. Well, say, man, my husband makes love to me and when he's done, he's got to masturbate. They have so programmed themselves to masturbating. Well, isn't that great? Isn't that lovely? Let's, let's get all our kids doing that. Study again. Many men exert more pre- much more pressure with their hands than they're ever likely to experience during intercourse. In doing so, they essentially train themselves to sexually respond to lots of pressure. There's not a vagina in the world that can keep up with that. You hear me? In terms of pressure. Men, you boys, training your bodies to respond to pressure instead of the softness and tenderness of a woman's body. What a disaster. But nobody's talking about this. Hardly anybody. You know, I'm the first guy I've ever heard say this stuff. I'm the first guy I've ever heard say this stuff. The silence is deafening. I'm, I'm telling you guys, what, what, what they are showing you on television today and trying to sell off as great sex is a big, fat, stinking, puking lie. And have you seen the, the latest craze over the last year or two? You can't help but see that. If you watch any TV at all, you see these brief little sex scenes. Have you noticed how they all start out by somebody body slamming a woman up against the wall? Have you seen this? You know, the scene sets things, the scene starts out and smash, they're smashing up against the wall, tearing each other's clothes off. Or body slamming her on a table and knocking stuff over. You know, in 30 years of marriage, 34 years, I've never one time had my wife ever say to me, how come you never body slam me up against the wall? <laughs> this is what these boys are seeing all the time. They're thinking this is normal. They're thinking that this is what this is about. This mad, passionate, body slamming, crazed nonsense. The whole idea of people even having great sex in marriage is virtually unheard of. When was the last time you saw someone on TV having sex in any kind of love scene who was already married? It's extremely rare. In fact, watch these shows like ER and any of these kind of shows that are basically glorified soap operas. You know, there's these continuing lines. When they're single, they can't stay out of the sack with each other. And they're showing all this great sex. Woo, 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 woo. And then they finally have the big romantic scene. And they, I love you. I promise to be with you always. Or at least till, you know, season two. <laughs> and the minute they get married, they never show them in the sack again. You ever notice that? It's absolutely fascinating. So poisoning are they our culture. You men and women, and particularly our young boys and girls. Thinking the only way to really have great sex is to have it before you get married. When, when, when you talk to people, and this is the culture we live in, and some of you probably are freaking out just listening to me talk about this. The idea of getting married without having sex first, talk to a hundred people out there, and 90 of them will look at you like you're crazy. Of course you have to have sex first. Of course you have to have sex first. Never mind 
that all the studies show, and I'm talking secular studies, that those who live together sexually before marriage have uh, uh, um, the highest divorce rates in the country. Those who don't have the lowest divorce rate. I mean, it, there's nothing to back up what these people are selling to our young people and to you. It's a lie. It is a big, fat, stinking, puking lie. If people say, well, you're just against it because you're a pastor. No, you know, I, honestly, I rarely come against this stuff on moral grounds. I did for a minute there when I talked about where Jesus said, if you look, you know, what is this other stuff? I just come against it just from plain sense. This stuff doesn't work. It is a lie that you, many of you have gotten sucked up into, that our kids are getting sucked up into, and it is ruining their lives. It is dampening their lives. Instead of this incredible experience that should sew a man and woman together for life, it has been so broken and so ripped apart and so perverted and twisted in so many ways that it means nothing. It, it means nothing. It, it's, it's like packing tape. You ever take really strong packing tape and stick it on your arm and tear it off? <laughs> Have you ever done that? <laughs> we got one statistic woman here who does that. Yes. Anyway, it hurts like crazy. And then you stick it on again and you rip it off. Doesn't hurt so bad. And then you do it again, and, and pretty soon, it doesn't stick at all. That's what's happening with these people, with these young people, who keep getting more and more sexually active. They connect initially, and it's so strong, but then they rip it off, and they stick it on somebody else, and they rip it off, and they stick it on somebody else, and they rip it off. Is it any wonder why some of you have such a hard time maintaining a relationship? Is it any wonder why our young people have such high divorce rates? The very glue that God had intended to hold men and women together has been applied and ripped off and applied and ripped off and applied and ripped off. Goodness gracious, the study here, they say, if you just do it twice, it sends you to the 50% mark. Anybody ever hear of these studies? You don't hear these things. These are things that get buried. Buried. Unbelievable. And, and the lies our kids are hearing. And they're out there selling, you know, this artificial sex. You know, and condom sex. There's, there's one. That, that's a lovely thing. Goodness gracious. Now, if you're not married and you're going to have sex for the love of God, wear a condom. If I were you, I'd wear two or three. Yeah. Like double bagging at the grocery store or something. <laughs> But this lie, these people, you know, out there doing all these wild things and then wearing condoms, selling that as a great sex. This is like great sex. Goodness gracious. Wearing a condom is like trying to eat an ice cream cone with a sock on your tongue. <laughs> if you're going to use birth control, use something else. Good Lord. Just interferes with the connections. I'm kidding you not. God did not tell us to wrap ourselves with cellophane. All this stuff this culture is selling at us, selling it off as great sex, 
It has impacted some of you extremely negatively and you're working through it today. And you need to continue to work through it. The good news is that you can have a great sex life. Everybody can have a great sex life. The sad part is for some of you, because you've done all this stuff, you're going to have to work at it a lot harder than you should have to. But you need to do the work. You just do it. It'll be fine. Get rid of that stuff. Quit doing it. Quit thinking about all these other women. Quit trying to relive past experiences. Be a lover to the girl. Used to be men cherish being lovers of women. Now we're just self-centered pigs. Guys don't want to be lovers to the girl. They just want to, you know. You know, I do these seminars and I, I talk about sex with a little smiley face. Any of you guys ever been to the seminar? You know what I'm talking about. Lately I've been having guys say to me, you know what you ought to do, Pastor? You ought to sell these magnetic smiley faces. And when the girl's in the mood, she can stick it up on the refrigerator and you can know she's in the mood. kid you not and all the guys around were going yeah great idea do that I say you lazy bums that's exactly what men just want to know whether or not you're in the mood that's all why because they don't want to be lovers of women used to be men cherish the idea of being a lover to a woman of awakening the sexual desire in a woman that is a real man all women have sexual desire in them clearly they're interested or they would be plastered across all these magazines in the stores but what they need, all men need for sexual desire is oxygen. <laughs> <sighs> Women are different. They need to be cherished. They need to be loved. They need to be treated romantically. They need to be touched the right way. This is called being a lover to a woman. But we have damaged the male culture today. Men have no idea what it means to be a lover to a woman now. They just want to be serviced. You young people, I'm telling you, don't go down this path. Do the stuff right, it rocks, it is phenomenal. You'll enjoy the best sex anybody ever enjoyed for the rest of your life. If you'll do it right. God told us to do this, not because he's embarrassed by the stuff. Clearly, I'm more embarrassed than he is because I never did show you that verse. He's not embarrassed by this stuff. The reason why he says to do it right is because he knows the consequences. We're not cats. We're not dogs. We're not horses and chickens and pigs. We're human beings made in the image of God. He told us to watch out for these things, do it right, so that we can join. That's what I love about this book, Kosher Sex. I mean, this guy, <laughs> this little rabbi, man, talking about this, how to have fantastic sex, and how Jews have celebrated this for thousands of years. Because they do it the right way. Instead of getting caught up in all this poisonous stuff, you have to understand. This, and as soon as you walk out of here, turn on your TV or tomorrow, whatever, you're going to hear the same lies again. We're being inundated. You just have to remember, what they're selling is a lie. It is not true. And these people are desperately trying to recreate something that doesn't really exist. The end result? Sexless marriages, where they don't even try to have sex anymore. That's their idea of a great life? respect each other you single girls for heaven's sakes quit letting these guys paw all over you punch them in the face you boys single guys be dating girls we're trying to get in their pants for crying out loud respect them do this thing right this stuff matters it really matters and that's why we need to talk about it that's why I wanted to bring it up tonight and I want our kids to see this stuff and
and you know I can't even touch on all of it you know maybe we need to talk about this stuff more often but just the reality is there's a right way and a wrong way to do this stuff and what our culture is selling to our young people today to you guys watching this right now that is sold to a lot of us has brought more pain and hurt is there hope for those who've gone down the wrong path thank God yes there is you can pull out of this but you've got to change the way you think and it's hard to do it Better young boys, better young girls, you don't go down this path in the first place. Do it right the first time, and then this stuff comes easily, wonderfully, as it should. Y'all still love me? All right. All right, well, that's another sentence in the book of Galatians. We'll try and pick it up next week and try and get this thing done. All right. Actually, we'll talk about some more of these things. I want to actually get into this. We've hit the sexual immorality thing and stuff. And I hope I've given you a case for why you should avoid this stuff. But there's these other things he talks about. Idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions. When I started reading this, and then there's the fruits of the spirit. Yeah, I thought we were going to be done with this. We start looking into this. We're going to be here a little while. Because I want to get into this so we know what these words mean. What is he talking about? What kind of things should we avoid? What kind of things should we embrace? And we will pick it up again next Wednesday night. Our ushers can come forward.